We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, John Deere Classic picks, preview, one and done, a bit of talk about the Scottish Open, maybe an early look at the Open Championship, which is coming up next week. I'll have a very special guest, won't say who it is yet, but they'll be on on Friday show to get you ready, course preview, a bit of talk about just golf in general, then we'll have all the main shows, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the picks, the DK, the live chat, that's all back for next week for the Open Championships, the final major of the year. We got to get going. And frankly, the John Deere Classic is not the greatest time in the world. Once we get into the field, you'll find out why. If you want to get into a draw for 20 DK dollars, a few ways to do that. Smash the like button for the episode. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section. And you tell me, of all these guys that are 23 and below, you got your Curtis Lux, but more likely the Hovlands, the Wolves, the Morikawas, the champs of the world. Out of all those guys, you tell me which one you think ends up with the most career majors. And that's what I want to know, because I'm very curious about this. Uh, other ways to do it, get into the iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify reviews, subscribe to the audio podcast, rate five stars, leave your DraftKings handle. Something nice about the show. Do not conflate the two together. So you don't need to leave uh, who you think is going to win the most majors in the audio review. Just say something nice about the show. That's all you need to do. Uh, those are the two ways that you can get into the draw for 20 DK bucks. Big giveaways coming next week for the final major of the year. So... We got all that. If you want to get into the PME Open DraftKings Listeners League, filled up on Tuesday afternoon last week, so you might want to get into it early. It is on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash the PME, in the description for this video, within the description of the audio podcast. We can't put the link on YouTube anymore, but there will be a link to the Facebook page where you can find it all. Trying to make it as easy as possible for you, the people. It's up there. $15 to enter, three max entry. Jeff Feinberg is here. What up? I'm doing good. We called it on the nuts, but couldn't hit a winner. I have never had a better week in terms of picks and walked away with no dollars. Not even like... like I did well on DraftKings, yeah. but like to, to see having Bryson and having Fratelli and having Merritt and all these guys near the top, 
with the each ways and everything that I was like, all right, Sunday's going to turn out to be pretty good. I thought Bryson was going to take it down. And on DraftKings, I end up with Wolf, Morikawa, Merritt, and Bryson. And none of those lineups have six of six. Because <laughs> uh, uh, Andrew Landry. Yeah. And I'm not going to spill the milk, but for a tournament that has about 140, 150 guys, I was like overly confident how it was going to play out. And it, it played out, except he just got got. And on other notes, I think like everything we said last week was on the nuts. We didn't bet it, but we're like Hovland and Wolf were the exact same odds two weeks ago. Here we are. One of them is now like 28. The other's 128. We should have known. So what happened was when Tim gave oh, up on champ, but when, I just but no, wasn't when, ready to no, when, do when it. When Tim gave up on champ, we went to champ. We really should have read the tea leaves and how much negativity he was throwing at Matthew Wolf, and that should have been the indicator. There were a lot of people who hit it, by the way. A lot, of, a lot of people. A lot of people and, and watched this, people, A lot of people yeah. watched the show hit it. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> watched this show. Who like you know we sort of popped the uh, the pop pop the bottle earlier than others. We said what we said. Then other shows came out, followed up with the actually betting them. Yeah, smart, I know, smart on their part. Uh, Gop and Joe. So a lot of guys were touting the pick. Uh, you know, and even from like moment one, we're like, there's all these great young players for obvious reasons, whether it's because Tim was so adamant on the other side and your baby boy was named Wolf. We adopted him as like the official young gun of the program. And now he won. Now he has more, infinitely more wins than all those other guys. And so that was fantastic. And we even said like, it's a swing season. What happens in the swing season? These young guys rise or the big boy like wins. They're sort of... Or the really random shit like Nate Lashley. Like there's kind of no in between with these these events that have these swing se- like swing season in July, and that's what's happened on the PGA Tour, and we we got it again. Yeah, uh, but, but this is this week is different though because we'll dig into the well, field a little bit later because there's no big gun. All yeah. the big guns are the young guys now. That is pretty cool. And for all the jokes you could have made, it turned into a hell of a fun day. I have, I, I mean, there are a lot of comparisons. Tiger and the Masters is its own category. You can't even compare it to anything else. To me, it felt like the Honda, except Ricky and Brooks were two superstar young kids in Wolf and Morikawa. If that makes any sense. And, we had, and Bryson was Keith Mitchell? No, just like <laughs> it was a trade-off. It was like a two-on-one the other way. Yeah. But it didn't happen. And Adam Long hit that putt on Hadwin. So Hadwin's been on the cusp of a couple playoffs. I didn't realize. It made sense when they said it. We've had so many weeks without a playoff. Yeah, 20, 23 consecutive events They kind of told us 100 times. Um, as and I, then Tim tweeted it out <laughs> as, as he was breaking the well, news. And as you can see, like, I'm, I'm, like, I don't know, I lost a big bet. I was a big bet. My, I had my a, biggest I had a, outright play of the year. It was my like, biggest outright play of the and year. And there was no, because Morikawa had to be awesome. We couldn't get a real hedge. A wolf. Because you still could have gone a good on a two man. It could have felt on, comfortable. On a, put it this way: on a two man, if it came down to it, and it was just one v one, Bryson versus Wolf. Even at, especially after Bryson made eagle on eighteen. Yeah, he could be sitting greenside. It's you, going to overtime. I'll I'll bet it now. Or, yeah, or, you would have got plus one. I might have gotten cocky. Probably. Been I might have just like waited. Been like once it actually gets to a playoff, he might even be more because blind. This guy's a. Six time winner money so, might let, come let, in, let, but we didn't let, even get there. Let, let's rewind it just a little Sorry. bit. Sorry, I'm excited and I lost. Yeah, I, I wasn't. Listen, Bryson winning would have been like a community win. Everyone was on Bryson, hence why it didn't happen, by the way. But the nuts for that shot on 18. Oh! And uh, honest to God, like Bryson wins this tournament if he's not fucking terrible on Saturday. Uh, of course. <laughs> like, I, was, I was actually on the course on Friday while he was 
shooting the nine under. Mm-hmm. It was just like we, we saw him, we, we camped out at eight, and we just like, yeah, he was 30 feet in. Like he was making every putt on Friday and had to come back to earth a little bit. It came back a little too much. Yeah, well, he started missing like eight footers. <sighs> And he was making all of those. And then it finally clicked on the back nine <sighs> again. I was super impressed with Morikawa. Oh, of course. All of it. All of it. No one isn't. But it's just, I feel like he gets lost in this because it was Hoagland. Wolf is you know, the Jack Nicholas Award winner. He's the reigning NCAA player of the year. He won like six times in college yeah. this year. And even Neiman is a guy getting like a his, hype, yeah, his wonder kid on, hype been again. On tour. And we've wanted to prop him. And, and Morikawa, like when you look at him, like he, he has yet to miss a cut on the PGA Amazing. Tour since turning pro. Yeah. Like we've been pounding him on DraftKings every single Crushed. week. I just didn't think he would like contend, contend this quickly. Like, Incredible. But you forget, was he like the number three amateur behind the other two? Yeah, I mean, and, that, and, but it was good for anyone that was on Morikawa or Wolf that Hovland stole all the thunder. As Tim pointed out, that he still thinks that being low amateur at the U.S. Open is more impressive than Matthew Wolf's win. Tim again, just living his truth. I get, yeah, all that steam that Victor got for for good hype. And Victor's great. Yeah, no one is besmirching Victor an ounce or any of them. They're all awesome. The only one who like actually sucked was Panda. Yeah. Like, because, like, but, but, everyone with hype, like, was actually, like, pretty decent. Maybe they didn't win, but they showed, like, a flash. This guy just, I don't know, went right to the bottom. So do we do this now? Like, when we see what, this. Do what? When we see this coming again, like, next year. Like, when the next crop of, like, excellent players comes out. Because Neiman yeah, hasn't yeah. won yet, but he's contended a whole bunch of times. Maybe top five bets are the play. But, like, Rom comes out, he's fire. Bryson comes out, he's fire. All these guys, just, they turn pro, and they're great. Right away. Right away. A couple things. Um, even, like, my dad, who's 75. My he, dad? He was, like, rattled. Like, these guys are so young and so good. It, like, is so jarring in many ways uh, to older. Like, my dad, like, just feels bad for anybody who's, like, over 31. Because it feels like they're all dead. So, seven players in the last 80 years have won before the age of 21. Tiger, Phil, Rory, Spieth, Seve, Ray Floyd, Matthew Wolf. Pretty good list. This tour is so cool. It is so stacked. And it's like when these like five or six or seven or eight really good young players come along, they're not everyone else you still like and think is good is still around. The only people they're kicking off the tour are the bottom eight. Yeah. You know, like we can go 20 events and get 20 different winners. That's how amazing this world is. Yeah, watch your back. I I refuse to believe in the Brooks outliers still. Watch your back, Will Claxton. Those guys are in big effing trouble. Chad Collins and Chris <laughs> Blanks. I was watching some Chris Blanks. These guys week. are here. They're taking jobs, and they're for keeps. Yeah, they're going to be around for a while. Well, I believe Wolf and Morikawa both secured their tour cards. Incredible. Which is nuts already. Wolf, can Wolf get into the FedEx Cup, or did something happen where um, no, I you're think, not No, I in, think, I think I, that now he's won. He's an official tour member. I think that he can get in. in this As of like the next event, or he has this point? Did he actually... A, a, Accrued a cure points. Accrue points. Um, I believe, and I could be completely wrong on this, that once you earn your tour card, you retroactively get all the points. And I now more than ever. I know this is a different thing. This is the first time I'm ever going to do this. I'm going to look up the FedEx Cup points. (laughs) Dude, it's closer than you think, though. Yeah, but I just don't care. But uh, Okay, (laughs) fine. But I would also agree we're actually at a... I, I guess that... The British has to happen before I'll actually look at it. Who, I do, you, did, who do you think is leading the FedEx Cup? Do, I, do you I, know? I do want to say one thing before I try to answer that question. It's actually amazing how many players you might like and are really good that actually are in big trouble or on the bubble for the number because it's a shorter, condensed thing this year. 
Now, Wolf doesn't appear to be in. Yeah, I think there was something where he doesn't officially get it. Well, well I, I think he'll take the over million dollar payday. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. guys on the bubble. Keimer's on the bubble. Martin Laird, but he's going to win this week, so he'll be in for sure. Duffner. Fucking Duffner, man. The guy kills me every week. Mullenix, English. Zach Johnson's on the outside looking in. Yeah. So is Jimmy Walker. How is Seb Straka on the outside of this FedEx Cup? Because you just remember the nine unders. Yeah, but it feels like he's had like a, six really good weeks in a row. He's making cuts at least. He's ahead of your boy Berger. Actually, no, he's not. Berger's at 117. Mm-hmm. It feels like he's had a better year than Daniel Berger has. KH Lee's firmly in there right now. Stenson is like 83rd. Mm-hmm. Cam Smith is 86th. Hatton's 87th. Bubba is 78th. Luke List is ahead of Bubba Watson right now in the FedEx Cup. Shocking. Yeah, totally. There were a lot of guys, even up until like two weeks ago, because Reed's kind of put together some nice starts. He was outside of it. Who do you think is who do you think are the top five right now in the FedEx Cup standings? Brooks. Brooks is second. He's 85 points behind the leader. Rory? Kucher. Oh, of course, because the season starts in October. Yeah, he got the two wins. And I think he has a... But he's been great all year. I think he has a top 20 in all the majors. He has eight top 10s Do you overall. have Ro- any... Rory has two wins and 11 top 10s so far. And that's then Xander and Woodland. Do you know this Wyndham Rewards thing? No, I don't quite understand what that is. It's like a pre-FedEx Cup standing, so maybe it's that. And there is so... The money for that would make you throw up. It's or to like, think anyone doesn't care about any event... Just show them how much money this Wyndham Rewards thing is. Yeah, but I don't even know how, like, what qualifies, like, as, the, like, if you finish top 10 in FedEx Cup points at the wind, like, before the Wyndham, you win? Yeah, I think. It's just the regular season. Nice. There's just I like so that because much... in fantasy leagues, I like when you pay out the winner. Yeah, I, I feel so... like winning, winning the, like, if you play fantasy football, <laughs> if you win the regular season, that's harder to do. To yeah, win. of course. I mean, it's not harder to do because it's just, it's less random yeah. than winning the actual championship. So I feel like I that, agree. That, uh, you shouldn't pay out third place. You pay out the regular season winner, first and second. That's it. What else do we got going on here? There, Any, anything else with just how great that – I mean, the chip-in was – I mean, the putt from off the green for Wolf. I, I can't believe it went in. I, I had more confidence that Morikawa was going to make did. his putt. How about the Morikawa putt on 17 and the still of it. Wolf, and you could see Wolf in the background of it. Like, what a magical day. I hate that. Oh, I don't think I was that confident about how an event would end since uh, that Ricky Fowler Quicken Loans that Troy Merritt ran him down. I was hoping years ago. I was hoping Troy Merritt would oh, make yeah. one more. All I needed was one oh, more man. birdie from Troy Merritt. Yeah. He just didn't leave himself with a. He left himself eighteen feet on eighteen. But a lot of great calls. I know there were a lot of people hyping um, like Wyndham Clark this week. Yeah. And then he got cursed by Tim on Sunday. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't that, that that too. When Wolf, it was Wolf and Clark were like tied at the lead, and then Tim threw all the support behind Wyndham Clark, who had an abysmal round, yet somehow continued to make pars and birdies. Like he was awful. He was like Hideki with his finishes, except when he finishes with one hand, it actually goes into trouble. Yeah, but it was he finally got caught when he hit it behind that tree. Okay, <laughs> what serenity. There was a moment where Bryson was like still in this thing and they didn't show his shots. It was like he stuck it to three feet off the tee. Let me finish. They went to commercial as Bryson is hitting that tee shot. And all you heard was Bryson like say, oh, shoot and finish with like a one handed swing. (laughs) Next thing you come back is three feet and they didn't even show it. Here's what you need to do. Sorry. I, listen, I, I'm with you. This they is, did not I, show they, they, Bryson hit it to three feet I, I, on the 15th hole. I get that. 
and here's what you need to and do. And they went off the air with him one-handing finishing the, the par three tee shot and like getting mad at himself. I've stopped listening to the broadcast. So what I do is if the you radio's start, good too. just to open up the PGA tour app, I'm watching it, but the PGA tour app, it has the free live stream yeah, of the radio. radio. Just, just radio. turn that on. You'll hear three times as many shots for one thing than you actually see. And then you can just match it with the visuals. So imagine going to like a family friend's cottage who has like a great setup and they've got like this, like radio in the house or the room and you're changing the serious to PGA like weekends. Heads up. Doesn't go over well with other people. <laughs> <laughs> This, it's funny you mentioned the Honda and how it played out. We even got the early run from Lucas Glover making a charge, just like we got at the Honda when he was like nine under. No, it just reminded me of that, like, because I don't know, the Adam Long one was also like a walk-off, but the Honda was like, it was going to be a really cool playoff. Ricky, Brooks, and Mitchell, and this, like just that. And we had Bro- we got Dickless with that Brooks finish too that day. We did. And this Bryson one. The, the two times that we've backed, like, favorites this year. Actually, the three times. I backed Brooks there. Well, I can't I say backed, I haven't backed other I favorites. I backed Bryson but. this week, and I backed DJ at the, uh, at the Masters. I'll finish second. It's been a rough, rough go for okay, me here. But, okay, so, but that's the thing. Next time you got someone at the top, it means something's there. Hopefully, yeah. I gotta sit up. Uh, by the way... Oh, I wanted to say something. I'm else. no longer a fan of Keith Mitchell. I'm out. I'm I out. didn't know like you were I, a fan. I, I like Keith Mitchell. Kill a Keith. Okay, but, but the, I didn't the know. Guy, the guy takes literally oh. 20 minutes to hit every it shot. It was an in-person experience. Oh, my God, man. Just <laughs> do he does like the Sergio regrip, regrip. We started counting. He did it 11 times before hitting the ball at one point. Like, just fucking get on with it. Okay. We, we followed around. We got... We went out. It was actually pretty cool. We, uh, I, I threw it out. I met some people on 18 when I first got there. We walked over to 8 to watch the par 3 because all the big groups were coming through. Then Luke List was following them. Met a whole bunch of people. People who listen to the show. Big fans of you, obviously. It was just awesome to meet everybody. Yeah. Um, but I forget where I was going with this. Then we ended up going to like uh, the hospitality lounge, pounding some drinks, and like walked the course. And we somehow got stuck with the group. It was Keith Mitchell, Martin Trainer. And Satashi Kadaira. Kadaira's caddy walked into me because okay. he got lost walking to the hole. He's also like 90 years old and he smoked basically a pack on the four holes that we followed him. But Kadaira on the four holes that we fired him was lights out. He couldn't, I think he made three birdies in that time and Mitchell bombs it. And Trainer just looks like the goofiest dude on earth. And his girlfriend was following him around the entire time. You can tell uh, that he won a swing season event. Didn't get a real paycheck, by the way. Sorry, Marty. Um, but, oh. <laughs> yeah, yikes. I watched Luke List uh, miss like an eight-foot putt. That was fun. In person. In person. But what else do I got here from the tournament? That's basically about it. We yelled at Daniel Berger. He didn't yell back. Graham Dillette's playing on the Corn Ferry Tour this week. Good to hear. I, I am very excited for He's going to play swing season PGA. Is his- Plan. Yeah, he'll get his exemption, then he has to qualify and get all the points. I'm glad he's getting these out of his system now. I love Graham Dillette. Yeah. It's funny, like, we have all the Canadians that have up and coming. I don't really like any of them. I like Hadwin five. Well, it's fine. I back Connors, who can't putt. The amount of Canadians that have won on tour since Graham Dillette was supposed to be the first Canadian in a long time to win on tour is pretty remarkable. From Taylor. Hughes. Hadwin. Connors. I mean, Ben Silverman hasn't quite gotten to the winner's circle yet. It's Venson. I mean, Roger Sloan, I think, plays under our flag. This could uh, this could be the week for old Svensson. 
Um, By the way. But yeah, no, all those guys, they were all like lower ranked Canadian. I'm, I mean, I think they've won since Graham's been hurt too, but. Yeah, her Grant, never won either. Yeah, her, yeah, exactly. All those guys that were supposed to maybe win. Yeah, yeah watch, it, watch out for a random Canadian. I do have some uh, some bucks to give away. There, there were winners last week. Uh, winners at the 20 DK dollars from the draws on the Pat Mayo experience last week. Toff, 2-1, Davis, 4-10. Big D Fish, Cyrus, 3. That would be like Charles Howell the third or Cyrus the third. let's say. Sports Guy B, very creative name. Angus Beef, 8-5. And Johnny Britson are all the winners of 20 DK bucks. Your account should be credited now. And like I mentioned, there was people that hit Wolf on the outright. Josh Radzik actually had all three of them. That's a nice non-sweat to have. I get it. Like, and you're sweating you, like Wyndham Clark the entire time. No, but that was like, I don't know, you play Bryson at the top and you threw a couple hundred to one darts and those were the darts to throw. Uh, Danny Ginovan also won. Michael Ayer, Carlos Colado, who won like 6K on it, and Action Allen all hit the wolf outright. We got some DK winners too. Uh, Adam White turned 42 into 622. <laughs> the CGM2. Uh, he won $75 in the 25 cent contest. That's you know the sort of ROI that I want to get behind. Brian F turned 44 into 270. Scott Stewart. Scotty turned 32 into 187. John Fetter turned 500 into 5,600. And the big winner of the week, as he was like two weeks ago, Brian Gallucci won his second seat into the Fantasy Golf World Championship. So he's going to be playing for the big money. If it was you, let's say, Jeff, yep. and you had two seats in the Fantasy Golf World Championship. How similar would your lineups be, do you think? Or would you play two total opposites? Because I have no idea. Like, would you try to take home first and second? My or would you hedge yourself out? And like, I'm going to go with these guys, and then I'm going to go with these guys. I would probably have, I don't know. I'm Like, would you play? This? My DraftKings are usually very similar. So you play two, two, two line, like the same five guys and like one different at the bottom? Maybe like two different. But my like, it would at least have like a core that would be matching and losing. So don't worry. Uh, let's see anything else here i played hazel team yeah that was awesome you yeah you, you showed up when the camera was on yeah that, that was that's a good skill yeah well listen I, i'm used to being on camera i don't get the stage fright with the camera i made that putt too it was my only birdie of the day hard course i bet <laughs> don't miss the fairway well they played the women's us open like a week ago there oh, and yeah, like that's right i hit it onto the i hit into the rough on one and i went and looked at my ball i was like this isn't gonna be Good. Is it the U.S. Open or is the PGA? I believe it was the Women's U.S. Open, wasn't it? Wasn't that two weeks ago, a week ago? Anyway, I got to see the Ryder Cup. That was there. They had, the, they had a Wanamaker trophy. It's pretty cool. I liked it. Yeah, it's great. Pretty, like, co- pretty awesome e- course. E- easily the best course I've ever played in my life. And I played with Moose. Moose shot like 79 or something. <laughs> Who has some other dude? He shot one over par. I, that's, I shot 94. So I felt pretty good about that. And I got to have a caddy. Have you ever played around with a caddy? Um, once. It is fantastic. As someone who usually goes and hacks around driving a cart and smokes cigs and drinks beer the entire time, felt I actually played better walking the course, which is not something I would ever expect. If I had to carry my own clubs or push the cart, definitely wouldn't be walking, but have someone else to carry it for you. And he has the track man going. I'm in. I had a really, I don't even know what you would call, like I had a really interesting experience once with some like very successful, like older gentleman at a place in like Florida. And it wasn't so much a caddy because the, we were in carts because people were old, but this is what would happen, Pat. I don't know if this just happens at like really like rich places, but the caddy 
would literally like run out to like the fairway and then you would hit and then he would like easily spot your balls. Oh, that's nice. For like the older guys, I guess. Like would like find them like right away. It's like a very weird thing. But he would like track man and he would like give you tips. But you were like carding. See, I mean, my caddy. I don't know if that's like a normal thing. I've never seen that like anywhere else ever. The biggest thing for me and the caddy is that he held my beer the entire time. He just put it right in his pouch. So I don't know if I could like be walking the course with clubs and drink. I don't know how people would do that. Seems like a lot going on. I feel like I'd leave my like, you know how some people leave clubs on the course and you have to like go catch up to them or leave it at the clubhouse. I just leave my beer everywhere. I put down my beer. Then I forget about it. I get to the next hole and be like, ah, shit. Playing Cussed one time left his cigs on a hole, and I've never seen anyone have him melt down more. He, like, realized, like, two holes later when he went to go reach in his pocket, he's like, I, I, he had to quit the round and drive back, and he finally found them, like, two holes behind and caught back up with us. But he went into full meltdown mode. It's pretty good. Being able to walk the course and not carry your club sounds freaking amazing. It was the best. Like, the concept of it, because the walk is, like, enjoyable, at least going from shot to shot. Like, but, you know, not have to carry. It's envious. A lot of people commented that I wasn't wearing a hat when I was playing. I, I mean, I never wear hats to begin with, but I don't care why you wear a hat. You just wear some sunglasses. Or she was like, I don't want to get like a hat tan on the go. I'm, I'm outside. I want to get a tan. Hey, who are you, Robbie Rock? Oh, I was hoping he would win. You know how much I enjoy Robert Rock. I did. I mean, I feel bad. Bear off is the person I feel the worst for out of all of this. He had a Rom Bryson double. I, I think Gup had it too. Did but he? Gup also had a Wolf he had ticket. Wolf. Yeah, so, so he's good. All and, and you had Rafa. I had a Rafa singles. Dickless. Dickless. Whatever. What, what pointed you towards Rafa? It was just good odds. I, I didn't even look at the Irish Open, like betting wise. If I'm betting Euro. I'm just like tailor looking at like a bunch of people who I know do Euro and then picking my personal favorites of like the eight or nine names I see. I'll pick like four or five. And that's usually like a bear off or a Ben and uh, Tyndall Dave. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'll just look at what they have even at uh, like a Bamford site. Wiley's list. Guys that, like, are into Euro. If I'm picking Euro, I'm, like, tailing in Euro. I enjoyed it on Sunday because I was up early with the Little Wolf and just Irish Open was on. I was like, hey, let's watch this for a bit. I, wanna, I was like, this is, Rom is just yeah. storming okay. everyone here. I would say for Open Championship. Let's talk Open And I know you want to say something. I think Rom winning might have been the best win for, unless you wanted to bet John Rom, because this is what, like, the fifth best player in the world wins a, a, a link style event in Ireland. We're all waiting for him to win the big one. Um, oh, can only, and then you have like the combination of what Brooks and Rory are already bringing to the table. If you don't know, I don't care to explain it. Yeah, the only thing that would be better than this would be Ricky winning this week. Yes, in, Ricky in winning in Scotland and Tiger like looking comfortable in a toque. I worry. I think the course layout and everything screams to me, Tiger. But he hasn't seen. We haven't seen him. He does not like cold weather. He hasn't hit. A, he admitted after that, like, yeah, I don't. I'm only like, I'm not going over there to practice. Like, I play golf in Florida weather. So anything other than that, like, I'll have to deal with. So the big thing for me before anyone starts, I mean, I'm guilty of this too because you always want to get out in front of a major. Oh, I like these odds. Yeah, it's I like well, these the weather, odds. right? You, you have to wait for the weather yeah. draw. Not for everything. Like if there are odds that you want to seize, which I've done <laughs> on one person, then jump on them because you're probably not going to see those odds again. 
but until you see what two names until you see what the weather draw is and if it's going to be super windy if it's going to be super rainy or if it's going to be ideal conditions that should really affect what your picks are going to be because if it's going to be super shitty weather like Graham McDowell's in play, Hatton's in play, Poulter's in play. Like will it ran will it random Euro guy or like Lorenzo Vera? He could be in play. Like the guys from Sjorn Keltsen. The guys from yeah, the guys from <laughs> down the list are all of a sudden like viable picks to win. Where if conditions are pretty calm, like the top of the then board it, is going to it, win. Yeah. Then like Brooks is going to win. You know what I mean? So the one guy that I had bet because I saw the number drop to forty to one, I bet Justin Thomas. We're, you're just not going to get a better Justin Thomas number than that it, unless he like completely implodes on his career. I worry about his putting because it's been so abysmal, but I even gave him a look at the Scottish Open this week at 20 to 1. So I mentioned two names to you without, before knowing you had already bet Justin. And, and my first look, Xander 28, because I don't know if it's going to get lower. I feel like he's a guy like his, his, he only shows up and plays well. Do you know anything about this course? Nothing. See, I haven't dug into my... I'm going to do most of my research on Thursday and all of the show for Friday I'm where just, I preview the course. Like, I'll have a better grasp of it this week. But this week at the Scottish Open, no one knows anything about I'm this I'm expecting course. it to just be really hard because that's what they've been saying. It's one of the hardest courses in the world. Hardest course in the world. Rory shot 60 when he was 16 years old. How, how hard could it be? Well, you could set it up like a Muni 2 on a not windy day, I'm sure. sure. Yeah. I worry about anyone... I blindly worry about Rory and McDowell because it will be set up like nothing they've ever seen. So it gets back to that thing. Like we, I think we always talked about this with Ryan Palmer at colonial where okay. he, he's a member there. And who did I talk to about this? I talked about, I do that serious hit with the Paulsons every week on Wednesdays uh, on their show. And I asked him about I, this, like, what's it like going to an event at your home course or a course you're really familiar with and seeing how much everything has changed. They're like, it's really jarring. Okay. And it takes you a while to adjust now, to it. I have two, there's two separate takes on that. When it's a course that is normally part of the PGA rotation, like the Greenbrier, like Wells, Wells Fargo, Fargo yeah. you can like get it and know it. But if it like you're, you're, it shows up for like a one-off in a big event at like the place that you've played your whole life, that to me is the bad situation because it, it, the touring bodies come in and they're not like setting it up for the membership anymore. Not to say it's not a hard course, but you are just going to be in positions. It's not going to play like what you think, and you're playing it to something that doesn't exist. Yeah, so the opposite thing of this is like the Masters. Like when Fred Couples goes to the Masters every year, he's like, oh, yeah, I know I can bank it off that slope on number 10, and it's going to roll all the way down. I'm going I'm to get onto the front of the green. You might be able to do that at Portrush you know, 51 weeks a year, but if it's set up by the RNA a little bit different, you hit it to that spot, it might just stay there now. Yeah. So that's all. So it's just a little blind worry. But with Rom winning... Uh, in combination with the love affair that Rory will have and everyone just will blindly need to have a Brooks bet and bet nobody else or whatever their strategy would be. And you can't argue that. The guy does majors. Uh, I think Ron, outside of Ricky, Rob might be the greatest guy to win. And Ricky, I don't know. I don't want to talk about that. So, so right now the odds for the Open, and we'll, we'll have the entire show on Monday when we actually kind of think about this and learn a bit more of the course. Brooks and Rory are the favorites. Dustin's at 14 now. Dustin, oh, my God. Dustin... Remember for years, like, Phil couldn't, like, there was no way he was ever going to win the British Open. Then he won the British Open. They were actually showing it over the weekend. I was watching. It was the one where Dustin hit it out of bounds. No, that was one that Darren Clark won, sorry. But Phil, it was Phil and Dustin. They were both in second trying to chase down Clark. They both melted. But Dustin and Rom, both 14 to 1. Rom is now ahead of Tiger in the odds. Rose is 18. 
Molinari, Fleetwood's down at 28 with Ricky and Xander and Spieth. Got Scott, Cantley, Bryce, but Bryson, Day, Hideki, Thomas, all 40 to 1. I've bet Bryson at bigger numbers. Uh, I told you before last week, the, the open was the course I worry about, you know, the most. But if there was a book a week ago, Pat, that would have given me WGC Memphis odds on Bryson and let me bet Bryson through the FedEx Cup, I would have. Mm. I would have. That's where we are. You know what's um, interesting here? Well, I'm a little Pat, sad about that because I really wanted last week. You can find that you can probably get a better number on this. Leishman at 66 is real intriguing. He plays well at opens. Yeah, had that almost in that day playoff. Did you mention day with that group yeah, of days, JT days and, and that 40? I mean, Hideki's playing fantastic. It just feels like he can't win. Doesn't it? Like he, I was. What, what, what was the reason that he wasn't a part of this mix coming? Not down the a freaking clue. Yesterday, he was the guy. As someone with the Bryson ticket, he scared me more than thinking like Wolf was going to win I, I on thought, Saturday I night. Thought that, I thought the Finau might try to come in storm because he was just kind of there at eleven under. It's I like, wish. well, if Tony gets hot, Tony can go put up a nine under, and then just nothing, nothing from him. Apparently, he's claw grip putting. Is that like desperation now? I mean, he's not a great putter to begin but with. But he so. was so close. You go off in the final group at the Masters with Tiger, and then you change to a claw do grip. You think, do you think that rattled him? I thought it was going to propel, like, to feel it. But he's felt it a lot. And I guess every time he felt it, I always felt he would come through it stronger. It, it I guess, hasn't... I mean... Kisner's over at the Scottish Open. He's at 125. Weisberger, who's playing great, played well at the Irish, too. Had a nice Sunday. Any love for Olison? Dorbjorn? Not really. He's kind of playing well. Anyway, these, these are kind of the guys that I got my mm. eye on right now. Yeah, no, I'm with you. That collection of guys at 40 to 1. And I've bet... Uh, Patrick, see, I, see, Woo's 250. I've bet Patrick Reed at like 100 or 125. Oh, really? He's down to like 60. Yeah. And I have bet... Uh, well, when I bet Woodland to win the U.S. Open, I bet him. So I have that at 150. Uh, but that feels like dead money. Hey, who knows? Maybe he goes back-to-back majors. I would melt. Who are the Who's the other guy I was just looking at here? Not Kokrak. Remember to win the Open? Yeah, I'm just, there was someone I scrolled by. What's Willett saying? Willett's 80 to 1. That's got to be higher, man. Zach Johnson was the other one. If this is like a, a course where you can just kind of plot along. Um, and don't ignore the guys that are playing. I mean, last year... Molinari ran away with the event essentially in the week slot that we just played, and it went right back, right into the open. And he went right over and won. And he played. If it wasn't for Michael Kim nuclear mode, he might have. Yeah, he would have won. Yeah, he probably would have won. won. He finished T two with like Burgoon and all those guys. Let's talk John Deere. Let's, let's, Kim Bryson win the open. Yeah, why not? Don't I don't see why not. Yeah, let's talk. I, I do feel like his first win will be the Masters. But you notice this with Bryson, though. Well, didn't he, I guarantee it was going to be the member? That's why year, I couldn't bet him at last one because ne- I next like his Masters. That, that was, was your pick. But you can tell when he's on and when he's off. Oh, like it's yeah, very right. clear. Like when he like was struggling. Like he birdie. He bookended his round on Saturday. Made a birdie on one, birdie on eighteen. I believe those were his two only birdies of the day. But like you saw him getting it going bad. Like missing like a six foot putt, missing a five foot putt, and you're just like he's just off. And then he like hits the next tee shot in the rough after yeah, he misses. the But six like one. it was, it was all about the irons. Like when he had the minus nine, he was making a few of these longer putts, but he still stiffed like five of them inside yeah. five feet. Like there was none of that on Saturday. It was everything to thirty five feet, and he was two putting for power or making bogey. 
Like, you can just, he's either, I mean, we saw it the first round of the Masters. He was on. He was all over every pin. Then the next day, then it goes away. And I'll tell you, for a guy that made what he made this week, uh, no one, like, he probably went to practice after, like, like, I don't know, I was going to play a playoff anyway. I may as well practice for an hour. He didn't even look too, too I, I enjoy how fired up he gets. You got to, man. That shot was, oh, my God, I would have put the drizzle on it today. Mm, would have been just nice. Lost. It's just lost. Six and a half feet from what, like 198 or something? Like from the, I, I, Fertelli made something very close. Uh, when I was watching Fertelli on Friday, he dunked it in the water there and took his drop before the water and still cleared the water and put it on the green, made par on it. It's impressive. He had another good right. week. Just can't pot. So do you think we'll go longer talking about the golf than we did before? No. Let's take a quick time out because I got to tell you about HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh makes cooking delicious meals at home a complete reality. Reality, really. Regardless of your comfort in the kitchen, from a step-by-step recipe to pre-measured ingredients, my favorite part about the entire thing, as I've discovered, is... I like to, you know, I like to keep on a diet. It's not necessarily I'm eating the most healthy thing in the world or the least healthy thing in the world. It's all about portion control with me. And the portion sizes on HelloFresh are absolutely perfect to fill you up, but you're never overeating, which is fantastic. So you can say goodbye to endless grocery store trips and take out food because HelloFresh will just deliver it right to your house. And with all of the prep time that goes into it, they've already put into play. It only takes about 30 minutes from start to having it on your table. So you you can break out of your dinner rut with 17 seasonal fresh chef curated recipes every single week and there's something for everyone family recipes calorie smart vegetarian fun menu series like hall of fame and craft burgers hello fresh has more five-star recipes than any other meal kit so you know you're gonna get something delicious and it's completely flexible so if you don't want it this week you can just put in yay i don't want hello fresh this week i want it next week get everything delivered to you and you can even add extra meals to your weekly order like yummy sides like garlic bread and cookie dough and you can change your delivery days and food preferences whenever you want it's super easy and we've really been enjoying it the chorizo rice bowl is like the best thing that i've actually had in a while so i'm just gonna re-up on that and that and that i'm good with eating the same thing like five days in a row so it's perfect for me so for 80 dollars off your first month of HelloFresh, go to hellofresh.com slash pme80 and enter pme80 that's hellofresh.com slash pme80 enter pme80 and boom that's perfect it's like receiving eight meals free you get twenty dollars off your first four boxes i mean it's an incredible deal so hellofresh.com slash pme80 boom you're in good eating back to the show absolutely (laughs) and we're going to be talking about like two tournaments (laughs) john deere classic par 71 7268 yards three par fives very gettable for the entire field not the entire field uh, but guys with distance will be able to get all three and this is a wedge fest uh, there's three par fours underneath 400 yards. There's another four between 400 and 450. 70% of the field hits the fairway here. 70% of the field hits the green in regulation. This is a second shot wedge course. Who has the hottest wedges? Who has the hottest putter? That's who's going to win. And sometimes it's Michael Kim. Other times it's guys who have won this tournament before. Zach's won multiple times. Spieth's won multiple times. Steve Stricker won three years I, in I a row. In- I, other than that... Bryson breakout win, Michael Kim breakout win, Brian Harmon got his first win here, Kenny Kim released, I believe, 45% of the winners at the John Deere Classic, made this their first career win, so... Makes total sense. It's probably why, when we get to the favorites, you see who the favorite is, 
And it's Tim's buddy, Victor Hovland. I, I, listen, I remember this. There was a time where this was like Zach versus Stricker. Pick a side. So Hovland is 18. Morikawa is 20. M is 22. Neiman's 22. ZJ is 25. Wolf is 25. Herman, Streelman, CH3. All 28 to 1. Those are your favorites. This feels like an alternate event. I called it like a quadruple A event because it's better than like the Aaron Badley classics that we'll see at the Barbasol. But there's no good, like, there's good players. All the rookies are here, but there's no other good players. There's no one ranked inside the top 50 in the world in this tournament. Kyle Stanley is the highest ranked player in the field. He's 56th. When we talked about, like, the scheduling and what the worst tournament of the year is, they're lucky that these rookies are playing well because this would be a webbed out, corn fairy tour yeah, this, this would have been death. Yeah, you're right. At least there's something for, like, us to chew on. Because usually, like, Zach and Spieth play, and they're usually pretty good, but they're not even good anymore, and Spieth's yeah. not even playing. <laughs> is he in, playing the Scottish? No. That's weird. Just taking some time to himself. He wouldn't even improve this field. Well, he would. He would be the best player in this field by far. Would have made some great head-to-heads. Would you, would you really pick all the rookies no, over Spieth at a course on, I wouldn't pick twice? on him. I wouldn't pick on him. No, I'm not picking on I him. I can say, you, you always say How this. Many starts? You, you, you like to dig the grave for Spieth. Whenever I ask you you want to play a head-to-head against him, you're like, yeah. Sorry, I didn't want to play Bo Hostler versus Jordan Spieth. I took Tiger no, instead. No, but even when we had the uh, when we were having discussions about head-to-heads in some of these other tournaments. Well, some of these courses. The he has these courses. These courses. Like, I, there's certain places at Pebble. There was a part of me that was, like, paranoid. At the Masters, be paranoid. Um... John Deere sounds like a place I could get paranoid. I, and I think uh, the Wyndham will be your last chance to tie our bet. How many starts would he even have left in the year? Three. No, he'll play all the FedEx Cup events. Will he? Yeah. I, I think he's like top 35 right now. Okay. And when he wins the Wyndham, he'll vault into the uh, He might win the Wyndham. Uh, so there's two guys that I would consider here. One that I bet a bit of a sweetheart number on a different book this morning. I got Sungjae at 33. That's a good number for Sungjae. I'm not on Sungjae for this. This is the type of tournament he can most definitely go yeah. in, though. I just don't know if I want to eat a 22 with Sungjae. The one who I think is the best. Like, I think Morikawa I think Morikawa is the best bet. I would bet Neiman. Uh, I just I think that Morikawa gained over 10 strokes on approach last week, and he barely finished in the positive for putting. Like it's kind of crazy that he didn't end. I mean, if he just made two more putts, Wolf, obviously he ends up winning. I think Wolf and Streelman are the two best values. Wolf, remarkably, his putting stats for the week weren't even that great. They weren't and he won. What can, this? Oh my! Like Matthew, what might actually Matthew, happen when he putts? Matthew Wolf gained 0. 0.7 strokes putting. Morikawa gained 0. 0.2 strokes putting for the week. 10.7 strokes gained on approach for Morikawa. 9.5 for Matthew Wolf. Ball striking, that's how you win tournaments. Yeah, so uh, if you're making me pick from here, it's Neiman. I wish that number was stronger. I've, I've seen... What, why is Wolf not the favorite? Yeah, that's weird. That's that's weird. There's just a perception maybe young guy wins. But he wins in bunches. Yeah, no, that was... That, you walked into the room. I was talking with Paul. I'm like, the one... I mean, one of the positives is if I want to bet Wolf, be like... No one's more used to like the feeling of winning than this kid and then subsequently winning again. And then again and again and again and again. <laughs> like that's what he is. So I guess it's a different level and everyone is better. But a lot of the kids are the same kids at the top that he beat doing that stuff. Yeah, but now he has an extra million bucks in his pocket. What's so, which he yeah. didn't quite have before. Just to like backtrack a bit. How old 
you probably know, but how old do you think Hideki is? 26? 27. Oh, old man. It's so crazy to think that, like, we know him as well as we know the guys that are, like, 33. Yeah, we, he, he, we just yeah, met he, him he, at, like... Yeah, but he, we met him at, like, 20 Did you see well. who won in Japan this week? I didn't. Who? I think it was Ishikawa. Unless there's a different Ishikawa. Ryo Ishikawa? My main man, <laughs> Ryo Ishikawa? Unless, Good for him. Unless there's a different Ishikawa. He, he was the original, like, Japanese sensation when yeah. he came over. He had a top 10, like a top 5 at a major, too. Yeah, I think it was a Masters or something. I think it was the U.S. Open. Maybe it was. A Might have Open. played well in a Masters, too. Maybe I'm making that up. Um, okay. I hope it was actually him and not just a different guy with the last name Ishikawa. I'll find out. Uh, so yeah, Hideki like such a baby. He's like a bigger baby than Fowler. How old do you think Ryo Ishikawa is? He came. We met him at like nineteen, so he's probably like twenty six or seven. Tw- also, age twenty seven. Yeah. Uh, did he win? He did. He won okay, the good. Japanese tour last. Good week. for him. Still playing. Love it. I mean, why wouldn't you? But still, yeah. I thought he was going to turn out to be the Tai Tyron or whatever that guy's name was of Japan. Oh, yeah. Remember yeah. he was yeah, he, he was Spieth before there was Spieth. It just he never won anything. I think he had to get like emancipated from his parents. Well, too. on that note, there were a couple guys I was hoping to bet this week or find numbers for. Doesn't this okay. Aaron Wise and Patrick Rogers? Rogers hurt. I mean, he might not even be on tour anymore. Come on, that's what you get when you finish 123rd every week. You don't get them FedEx Cup points. He must be hurt. I have no idea. Patrick Rogers, if you're watching, please let us know your status. We'd like to root for you and waste money betting on you once again. At least I would. But we can't do it this week. So do you feel, okay, and this is maybe more of a DraftKings question, but even as it pertains to betting, are you just going to save yourself a lot of money not betting on any of these young guys in like, they're all overvalued? What? Yeah. Well, that's what I was trying to get at. I wanted to bet Aaron Wise at 55 to 1 this week. Is it Aaron He's Wise? not playing. He, he wasn't going to be 55 to 1. Daniel Berger is he 30 to 1. He was 50. Hold on. What, what, are you setting the lines for Daniel Berger? No, there was a, there was a book that, that I bet Kokrak at this morning that had him and Wise at 50 to 1. But I knew Kokrak was, at least in the field. I didn't know that Wise was and they quickly removed it, so I knew right away that that was wrong. But Wise might have been fifty to one this like, week. Like, do you feel like this is going to be a win for one of the younger guys, a breakthrough player, or is this going to be a win for Harmon, Streelman, Ryan Moore, Duffner, Stanley, like that type of plotter? No, I'm gonna go like straight super young kid or first time guy, or like Nate Lashley. Unless you count like a Wyndham, like where would you count like Wyndham Clark in terms of what? I don't know. He can wedge the shit out of it. Like, I don't know what group of, of player, like he's a level below all those guys. No, I'm not putting him in those below, but like, like would him winning sort of count like Nate Lashley or not at all? I think that he's, I mean, he's 40 to one. So it wouldn't be like that. No, I actually think that Nate Lashley is probably better than he is, but that's me. Um, I think you're getting decent value on a lot of guys who are like, pretty comparable here. have you been betting streelman like this feels like a great place to keep riding that also streelman great with a wedge gained seven strokes on approach last week lost five strokes putting he and fratelli are the two that gained all and connors but connors can't make it two. i mean you've been tempted to bet more for a while i don't know that you ever actually pulled the trigger i didn't but i wouldn't bet him because uh, he kept being in like 33 now this is the best spot he's been in but i don't necessarily want to back ryan Moore at 30 he has won this event though so that's something to look at so n- nothing like you're not going Streelman, you're not going Howell. 
Like, are you? I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker. I am a sucker for the kids. I told you, if I'm in this range, I'm already in on the M33. The one that is tempting me the most is Neiman at 22, but I wish that was better. All right, let's get to this middle range. Probably be at least 25 for me. Because I think this is where the interesting stuff is. You got, like you, like you mentioned, the Burger and Moore and Glover are all at 30. You got Stanley and Palmer and Tway and Bud Colley, Nate Lashley, Tringali, Mackenzie Hughes, the Gooch. Brian Stewart, they're all mixed in here. But the guys I like, if we're going to play like the first time winner track here, everyone's off of him. He's an internet favorite. And when his irons get hot, Jeff, they get super hot or he's just abysmal. He was T2 last year here too. He's 55 to 1. Joel Damon. People were on him. I'm in. I'm, I was in, like- I'm in 55 to 1. I'm in on him and I'm on HV3 at 75 to 1. I pulled 100. That's even better. But that's guy. I think it dropped to 80 on, on that book. Um, yeah. And the other guy I like is Sam Ryder at 80. Okay. The two guys in that earlier range for me, Bud Colley and Pass. nothing for Sam Burns? No. Well, in that 50 to 1 range, that's what I'm looking at. You got no love to go back to Duffner? I mean, in this field, I, I, at a number you've I kind want, of... I want to so badly because <laughs> I've been doing yeah. it every week at this number. But, like, the you guy is... You screwed your the killer guy, DraftKings. Oh, line. my God. You had the nuts almost. I, I did until Duff... Everyone's shooting minus five, minus six. Duffner's like, you know what? I'll casually put up a plus four. At least Connors was missing all these putts, but he had at least ended up minus one. Mackenzie Hughes sunk me, too. Because I had that awesome lineup that had Connors and Hughes on it. Then I had the other one that had Fratelli and Duffner on it. And they just went nowhere. Killed me. I was, I, mean, I was second in the five dollar for most of Friday, and then all of a sudden it was just all the way down the tubes. Then of course I picked the wrong lineups for my contest. But I don't know. like Johnny Vegas seventy to one. I didn't even see him. Um, if we look at last week and see guys that gained a bunch on approach, Charlie Danielson is he in this field? I don't think he is. Danielson. But if he somehow gets in, he gained seven strokes on approach last week. Fratelli gained seven. Streelman gained seven. Uh, the other guy that I really like was Party Marty. Marty Laird. Sneakily playing some good golf. You know who's... And kills par threes, too. Where is this guy? I'll wait for wait till we get there. You had Asswagon played really well last week, too. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've seen we've seen guys just, like, hammer it down there and have success for three days, like Cam Champ. Oh, yeah. Of course I'm on. He's... If Wolf can win because of the curse, Champ can come back here. And this is sort of a Champ event. The one thing I worry about Champ is, like, looking at the stats on Fantasy It was, Net. like, one on, really great No, no, round. not even that. Just looking at, like, how this course Nine plays. Holes, actually. You don't need to be great off the tee here. You don't need to go around the green game. You need to be good with your irons, and you need to be able to putt. And Champ just isn't good with his irons. Like, he's great off the tee, bad with his irons. Not to say that I'm not going to back him at 80-1. to 1. I will, because I'm a sucker. But... I don't have the highest expectations for him this week. I mean, yeah. Joel does do those things. Joel's either runs, like, he's only gained on his irons three of the past six events, but his average on the three that he's gained are, like, plus five in well, terms of strokes gained to pro. It's like, have you seen Rom's... Rom is either, like, T3 or misses a cut. Yeah. And it feels like if this is going to be a breakout for someone, it seems like this is a nice spot for Damon or Harold Werner. I love it. Varner had a great run here last year, right? Like they sent him a. a I, bl- I believe they were both T two last year, tied yeah. with Molinari and Bergoon. Like they hooked or him Ryder a, or something. I don't know something about like he bought a tractor or something, or he looked good. I don't know something about it. He just bought himself a nice fresh plot of land to build himself a house. So good for him. I believe we both got DMs from Bearoff about him being all over Bergoon. Yeah, there is a Bergoon community. 
If his name wasn't Burgoon, do you think anyone would care about him? I don't know. Some people are 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 really high on him. I got no. I mean, I tr- trust Baroff enough, but uh, I'm ending. I might end up going lower than I thought. I really did wake up thinking I wouldn't make a bet under sixty to one. But we're here. I'm really kind of trying to stay away from this entire thing, to tell you the God's honest truth. Yeah, I don't blame you. Like, I do have interest in my my two guys from last week, Merritt and Fratelli. Fratelli at 90 seems strong. I'm Friday and Thursday. Let me backtrack. Okay. Fratelli's proximity to pin, at least through the first three days, might have been the best three. Every time I got word of this guy, it was 10 feet, 12 feet for birdie, it felt. He didn't hit enough of them. He hit a bunch of them. But he could have gone crazy low. He could have had those crazy low rounds that we did see the the few nine unders show up this week. He could have gone even lower. Based on proximity ranges from 100 to 175, so like shorter irons and wedges in, the only guy in the field who rates out really well in all three of those key ranges, he comes in at 66 to 1, Vaughn Taylor. Now, he's won on tour before because he outran Phil at Pebble Beach. Yeah. He's having like a pretty good year. Didn't everyone, everyone was really high on him a couple weeks ago. I think he's been playing well. Zach Johnson also rates out really well, to be perfectly honest with you. What about, so this Luke, could be a, Luke sp- Donald, good God, Luke Donald, what are Luke yeah, Donald's Why not? I, I was going to bring him up later, but this is a track where you don't, you can't just cross off his name. He's 125. That's not bad, actually. Um, Denny McCarthy? I mean, if it becomes a putting contest and he gets the hot putter, yeah, why not? I mean, his weaknesses are kind of taken away here. I mean, his only strength is putting. So, if he doesn't have a good putting week, he's going to be bad. Number one in proximity overall, past 36 rounds, Brian Stewart. Hmm. Interesting. Damon's 10th. Anyway, you got anyone else from in here? Not below 100, you mentioned uh, like, Fertelli. Yeah, the only guys that I'm in on Nick right Watney? now. Nick Watney? Nah, he really screwed, can't win. He screwed me so badly last week. Can't win, okay. I, just, I got Damon, Werner, Ryder, and I'll be in on Champ, too. Those are the four that I have right okay. now. And I'm not, I'm even downgrading like the normal amount that I bet this week. Like, just I've been on a bad run, and I just don't care about this event. Plus, and there's a major next week. Yeah, and there's a major next week. 100 to 1 plus. Svensson is the only guy that I'm in on. 200 to 1. Shocked you didn't say Carlos Ortiz. <sighs> you know I want to. Can he can he realistically have two good weeks in a row? Probably not. Um there were a couple guys. Okay. Let's hear him. Joey Garber could be an interesting DraftKings play, maybe more, but the guy's been playing really well. Garber, hardly newer. He's playing really well, that guy. He keeps popping up. Okay. Uh, Kyung Hoon, you know, I'm always a sucker. Yeah, you love KH. KH has really kind of fallen off the wagon here. I was in on, I was in on Varner, uh, with you. He sort of crushed everywhere. You mentioned you were in on, you thought this could be a Svensson week. I, I said Svensson. Svensson's the only guy that I bet down here. He's 200 to one. 200. He legit can't putt. I think he's lost strokes putting in did, 11 consecutive events. Did Russell events. Henley lose an arm? Yeah. Okay. Shark attack. Disappointing for him. Oh, I guess going back lower. Rating-wise, like of the guys down here by the stats model that I ran, Hank Laboidia is actually the best value on the board. He's 10th in the model. He's 110 to 1. You mentioned a bunch of like a veteran-type guys. Who haven't won. 
you know, your Streelmans, you're your oh, like yeah. in that group, or even th- there are others. I would go farther back. A guy like Pat Perez at 80 could interest me, maybe. I just I don't re- know where he's at. I don't know you just think that certain number- motivations, but he can, he can, like, he gets so freaking hot sometimes. Yeah, I just, it's like he lost it. He had that run and then he lost it. When he yeah, picked, then he had that, like, he, he really shouldn't have picked himself to win every major that year. <laughs> uh let's see huh that's interesting he hasn't putted well the past two events he played memorial in the 3m he was just abysmal over the weekend of memorial but he gained on approach all four rounds last week the 3m he's just been bleeding strokes off the tee but like strokes gained off the tee is not really a thing here like yes if you're overwhelmingly good it's going to matter but the really that's why I wasn't too concerned about like merit in this field or rider in this field. Like they're guys that are generally bad off the tee, but this is a super easy course to just kind of put it in the fairway. Also, all the fairways are really sloped. It's a lot like Augusta, a lot like Kapalua in that way. So if there's like some random dude who generally plays like Ryan, you know, Ryan Moore always plays well at the Masters for whatever reason. I think it's just like the weird angles that you end up hitting your wedge shots from here. Interesting. The Masters comp. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Spieth obviously is a crossover. Bryson's played well at both events in the past. I mean, maybe it's just me nitpicking the top of, uh, you know, obviously the class of field is way different. Zach Johnson. Is I think one. Stricker's played well at the Masters. I would the say after Doc Redman hype week, I don't mind Doc Redman nearly as much this week. What's his, What are his odds? 125. It's a more favorable number, sure. I think I like the bod better, though. Boz? No, the bod. Laboidia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't got much here, man. Jagger gained a bunch of strokes approach. Steven Jagger. How bad's Trey Mullenix been? Because there was a little run where I liked him. Bad. Like through those Texas runs. Yeah, he has not been good whatsoever. Fun show. Let's talk about the Scottish Open. (laughs) Oh, my Scottish odds. This is where everyone is, by the way. Rory is six to one. Fowler's 14, Stenson's 18, so is Kucher. JT is 20, Fitz is 25, so is Wallace and Rafa. Keimer, Pepperell, Hatton, Weisberger, Howtong are all in the 30s. Okay, Fratelli's 140 to 1. Yeah, he's playing both fields this week. I mean, the time <laughs> difference allows him to do that. He's going to play in Scotland, take a plane, play his first round at the John Deere Classic. I believe he's in the field at the John Deere Classic. That would make the most sense. Yeah, no, to any uh, and guys will do that. They will commit pri- to both and then withdraw. But they will prioritize a guy like Infertelli's position will prioritize like just being a PGA player at this point than like getting a better comfortable for a major. If that makes any sense. It worked for Francesco Molinari very well. Yeah, no, his whole thing last year was like, no, I'm like want to make the FedEx Cup. I've never played in the FedEx Cup before. I'm a PGA Tour player now. And he saw some great opportunities to pile up some points as everyone was overseas doing this. doesn't really seem like there's anyone doing that oh. this week on the PGA. Uh, Jason Kokrak is out of the field. Yeah, yeah, I know that. I got a bunch and of tweets. And do you know who else uh, has been <clears throat> bumped to second alternate? Chris Fakio Couch. He's out. Okay. Because Morikawa and Wolf got in. Morgan Hoffman withdrew. Kevin Na withdrew. Corey Connors withdrew. Why is Corey Connors not playing? Oh, that's another guy I wanted to mention. Who? For the Open. Who? Stenson. Oh, Stenson, yeah. Because we were so kind of high on where that game was, and we're still waiting for the real hot putting round. Yeah, I can see it. He's won a jug. 
Do you like him this week? What was it? Like, like, if, <laughs> I'm, if I'm going to bet Thomas 40 to 1 next week, should I just bet him 20 to 1 this week to win this event? I might do that. You might have to protect it. I'm, I'm, I'm a mental midget, so I would protect something like that. I just wish I knew how this course played. Like, even checking out Mike Miller's notes on the course. Oh, like, people are giving up. Like, there's just no information about this course whatsoever. I'm yeah. sick of these new the courses, John by Deere, the way. The, the staple that is um, TPC. Deer Run. Deer Run. In the Quad Cities. Yeah, because we've had Detroit and Minnesota and both the Scottish and the Irish brand new courses. And, so- we, and we didn't know how Pebble was going to play as it played as a So major. those, like, course guys are really getting on tilt right now. And we're not, gonna, we're not going to know about Portrush. We can phone Wiley. He can tell us about the Barbasol. <laughs> the Troy Merritt Open. Like, is there anyone, like, have you seen anyone post any plays yet for Scottish? I don't really know. I, I'll look. I haven't. <laughs> I can make this show awesome. <laughs> Would you bet Michael Kim at the John Deere Classic? He's 500 to 1. That's pretty crazy. Just hope he has like a Matt Every type double up out of nowhere. Maybe it's the only tournament he can compete in. I got nothing. Wasn't Otagi supposed to be really good? Why is he 160 to 1? What, what am I missing with him? I don't know. It's like a different style courses than these like other courses these guys play. Guess so. And like Otagi's like a guy that's really good on the European tour, and now all these wicked world class players showed up. Like, would you pick one of the like? When was, it's, it's, when was the last time like? So who's won this as like a PGA player coming over? We saw Ricky win and Phil win like over the past ten years. Yeah, I mean, uh, Rafa won one recently. Rafa did, but he was like a primarily yeah, Euro he tour, was a Euro and player. he stormed on the Sunday. Like last year, who was Stone won at like six hundred to one. He shot the sixty on Sunday to beat Luke List. <laughs> really? Yeah. So I don't know. Campillo's always around. Do you just bet him top ten every week on the Euro Tour and like you're you're feeling pretty good about yourself? Does this count though? Like it's a different feel of a Euro Tour. I don't know. Like Jimmy Walker's over there. He's seventy. Putnam's over there. Like Putnam strikes me as a guy who would go over there and play really well. I don't know why. It just it, he's a top fifty player in the world. You're getting him at seventy five to one. Like Grace is sixty six to one. Pan is a hundred to one. I don't know. This goes like your whole thing with Otegi. This goes back to that whole other argument that, um, like, those guys that win on the European tour, like, how good are they compared to like these awesome players that have, like, say, been in college and stuff in America? I mean, the European tour is substantially more difficult than the NCAA is to win, most certainly. Yeah, and just the quality of players much higher. Like. The very and probably very, the difficulty of courses as well. Oh, I, I mean, it seems right. like all these NCAA, it seems to me like I don't really know much about NCAA golf, but it seems like they're all like resort courses. Yeah. Like that's why these guys come out and play well at the 3M Open and during the swing season. They're used to that type of setup. I, don't know. I got nothing. How Tong? Yeah. I don't even know how good, if he's playing well. I, 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 I saw him miss a whole bunch of putts when I was watching the Irish Open, like not even close. How's Hatton playing? No idea. So good. We've done our research on the Scottish Open. I'll probably end up betting Justin Thomas at twenty to one. Play my and I'll probably play a Morikawa Thomas double. That'll make me feel good about myself. I don't know. Yeah, it's Stenson and Thomas. Um, I don't know. I hope. I, I'm curious what Stenson is to win the Open. He's forty to one. No, he's thirty three to one. What? Yeah. No, sorry, forty five to one. 
when I was going through. Them. Yeah, that forty range, and I'll like, and it'll just end up being the guys like at the yeah. the teens and the low twenties, and I'll cause or I'll, some out of nowhere winner. Because I can't resist those like guys at forty that like I say on their best day are as good as those guys. And then Rory wins by eight. Whatever, that would be fitting. Okay, this has been really shitty. All right, quick picks. So I want to know. Finish with something even shittier. Okay. Did you see the beginning? Sorry, we've been through a lot. I can appreciate when CBS I saw, wants to start the broadcast. I saw people tweeting about this. I had no idea okay. what it was. You want me to watch like some SEC college sport basketball or some Big Ten basketball? Um, okay, whatever. I could appreciate it. Even the when they do fishing or like bull riding, those things have hard out times because I feel like they're pre-recorded. They so it's like no issues. All the bull riding, all the world-class fishing you want. But when you go over even a minute for this basketball, it was, it was insane, Pat. Well, well I, I didn't, I wasn't. There's this like three-on-three league of retired players. And it's like first to 50, win by two. And I'm sitting there watching like I'm 14 years old at the park. And it's my turn to play next. And I just want the guys playing to end. It was crazy. Steven Jackson misses like 10 shots in a row to end the game. These guys can't put it back. Who's on these teams? Steven, Steven Jack. Jackson, like Rashard Evans. Uh, people could probably do so much better at naming the players than me. Was AI playing? No, the coaches are like Oakley and like Gary Payton. Uh, people. How aren't those guys playing? How isn't Gary Payton playing? He's not that old. Maybe he is. Maybe I'm just old now. The names of these teams. Oh, my God. And then there was like two weeks ago during a real PGA event. They brought up like the league scoreboard for that week and made Jim Nance like read the scores. <laughs> it was the low point of his broadcasting career. I don't even know what these teams. The, the team's names are insane. I didn't even know this league was a real thing. Forget that it's being real. The fact that it's on CBS is insane. The guy that owns. I don't know who that old guy. Redstone. They must like own that league to allow that on their network. Wasn't the that football league that went under, wasn't that on CBS too? Well, that was like the first week. It was supposed to be on the CBS Sports thing, which I guess where this thing should be. I could not believe. I'm like, they're, they're going to pull the plug. They're not going to like go over for this. They're not. They're not. They're not. Oh, my God. They're going over for this. You should just switch over to the Canadian feed right away. Okay. No, as a Canadian, we're, we're lucky. We have like different outlets that don't have that. And even if... CBS isn't on the air. They'll show us like their live web feeds, even without like commentary. And sometimes we even hear like they'll leave like mics on and we'll even like hear things um, like as the crew is actually getting set up to know when they're going live to air. But I was like being an American. I was like taking it in. I was like being with everyone else, you're experiencing like, So it. you were like, Tim, you were going out of your way to be triggered about something. No, I was like, it was a car crash and I couldn't turn away. First to 50, win by two. They're at like 49. It's like 49 to like 41 for like six minutes. <laughs> I'm still rattled about watching it. Did you happen to catch Canadian Sports Center today when they talked about the golf? What did Hadwin do? Yeah, lead story, Adam Hadwin. <laughs> Adam Hadwin lost, lead story. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. Let's not talk about the guy who just joined. I, I rattled off the names earlier. The class of player that he joined by winning at age 20. Incredible. 
Yeah, all multiple-time major winners. But no, Adam Hadwin. Couldn't make a putt coming down the stretch. Let's talk about him. Quick picks. Quick picks for the John Deere Classic. I'm avoiding the top of the board. You can check out my entire cheat sheet on Wednesday, facebook.com slash the PME. After I talk with Ulrich, maybe I'll get some sense on things, and maybe I will attack the top of the board, but I'll probably end up playing Amorikawa and Justin Thomas double just for kicks. I'll probably end up on Thomas 20-1 to 1 at the Scottish Open for the JDC. I like Damon at 55, Varner at 75, Ryder at 80, Champ at 80, and Svensson at 200-1. to 1. If I can confirm that Fratelli is in the field, then I will probably end up on him at 90-1 to 1 as well. That's where I'm going. Would you this. bet him also at 140 if he's in the other yeah, one? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Smelly Fratelli. Um, I'll waste some more bucks on him. Yeah, no, with me, I bet him. I actually posted these already. I bet him at 33 and Varner at 100. They are real. I've posted them. Uh, I know both of those numbers have dropped. I'm really intrigued by... Are you by, saying that they're real and they're fantastic? I'm worried. I, I actually strongly considering uh, Neiman. I think it's time. I feel like I bet him in the swing season at, like, maybe a lower number. Yikes. Somewhere. So maybe I want to stomach this. Uh, Bud Colley, I don't mind. Sam Burns, I don't mind. But I got to look into both of those. And I'll ride that for Telly train for sure if he's here. One KH Lee, 125. You love, you love yourself some KH Lee. Uh, One and Don, you go first. Hank Laboidia is one that I'm looking at, too, at 110. Just because he rates out so well statistically. Svensson, just make a few putts this week, my man. Hit that 200 to 1. Uh, I won the one and done because you picked Bryson, but I previously used Bryson. And I said that I would use Bryson if you didn't use him. So I had Bryson. I got the T2. Good run for me. I need to get some influx of cash into my one and done with the season winding down. So I'm first to go. I'll pick Joel Damon as my one and done. I'll pick uh, Joachim Neiman. Neiman as your one and done. I think, did we get a message from Tim yet? Tim has a mystery pick. What does that mean? I don't know. It just means he hasn't looked at it yet. He doesn't realize that there's golf on this week. More than likely. No. His or, or he only, legitimately does not know no, anyone in this No, his field. only concern is, is this, C, like, all he cares about golf is that it's, he's just talking about how it's CBS's last tournament of the year. And how, in his mind, that the world is against Victor Hovland. He is the only person who likes Victor Hovland, according to Tim. I don't, I don't, it's so bothersome. Well, it's just strange. I don't recall ever saying a bad word about Victor Hovland. Do you? Never, never. It's Im- it would be impossible. So I don't get where he is perceiving this like negativity from. Just because we like Matthew Wolf. I mean, we can like them both. We're just fans of Matthew Wolf. And look at that. What, what was Tim's message to you? What was his thing that he was lipping Matthew Wolf on Friday, who like hadn't teed off yet? Matthew Wolf <laughs> was on the number at minus three, probably on the eighth hole or his eighth hole. I don't know which side of the course, but it was a course where birdies were made and the cut ended up being minus three. Um, so he, and, he, and he finished minus six after round two anyway. Uh, he's at six under. Yeah. So and Tim then decided that Wolf is struggling to make the cut. I will say the biggest Wolf ticket I saw might have come from there because I saw a 200 to one that had to be live because when Bryson does what he does on Friday and you haven't even teed off or on the number on your back nine, even how easy the course might be. And you know, um, I saw someone show me a 200 that had to have probably been in that, 
period of time where Bryson was like plus 240 on a Friday night. Yeah. Not oh. going to lie, I was fired up. I probably should, I, I looked at the cash out. I was like, I should probably take this. But then I didn't because, you know, I'm greedy when it comes to stuff like this. And that's why I lose. More losing picks. Uh, Justin Thomas for the British Open 40 to 1. Who do you have? Thomas and Xander? Uh, those are the two up there that I am really, really looking at. I've bet Patrick Reed at like 125 to 1. I have Gary Woodland 150 to 1. I'm pretty sure I got a hat and bet as well. We did. We only made the U.S. Open bet with him at the beginning. No, I know, but I think I did something that day. The Lynx course, hard course, just I think I, you know, I'm sure that number's higher now because he's literally done nothing for the year. Although he's only like 30 to 1 to win in Scotland. Uh, I'm going to decide quickly because if I'm going to pull that JT trigger at 40, which I'm real. Oh, I've also bet Bryson at a consortium of numbers. What's the highest? Uh, like 75. Really? Yeah. There yeah. are some big ones floating around. Not getting that one no more. There are some big ones floating floating around. Uh, I do agree. I think you have to protect your Justin Thomas 40s. With, with well, it, it's week. not even that. If I'm going to take him to win on a Lynx-style course at 40 to 1 against all the best players in the world, I might as well take him at 20 against a substantially weaker field the week before. Yeah, and again, I'm looking at it. every match... Just, just, just make some putts, man. Every, yeah, just every, make... Did you even... Don't make them all. Make like 30% of your putts from 10 feet, and you're going to yeah. be good to go. And, and we've spoken about it, that he gets hot with those irons. It's something that really does continue. It's not an in-and-out thing. It's not even a round-around thing. It's like when he's on, those things are on. So you got to find that putter. I forget. what Was it the PGA? Where were we like really excited to bet him? Maybe it was the US It was the US Open. Open. He missed the cut. So since coming back, he had the memorial that was Hamilton crappy. T to green, nine and a half strokes gained T to green at Hamilton. T20 lost 3.4 strokes putting in those four rounds. Missed the cut at the U.S. Open after gaining four strokes T to green. Lost three strokes putting in two rounds. Gained 11.2 strokes T to green at the Travelers Championship. Lost eight strokes putting. Get him, get him off the continent. Maybe he'll fix his putting stroke. But hopefully that's what he's been working on for the past month since we last saw him. So 20 to 1 for me at the Scottish, 40 to 1 for me at the British Open for young JT. It's a big number for a very, very, very high quality player who I bet you if we looked at that number in January, it would have been like 18 to 1 or 14 to 1. Now we're getting it at 40. So there we are. That'll do it from the Pat Mayo Experience. Jeff Einberg, thank you for being here. Always. Next week's up major question yeah uh, friday i'll have a and show the cut, sweats are, the cut, oh, cut sweat sweats. is early because of the that's, time that's perfect i like that i totally forgot about that yeah it'll be in like two o'clock in the afternoon well the, the like u.s that. open was really late because it was west coast yeah now we'll get we'll get the swing i love the i love the british open just because i can wake up at one o'clock in the morning and watch it and golf channel covers it all which is really nice that you'll be able to see like there's no wait till one o'clock in the afternoon in order to see things because it's NBC. You get both. And they do really good work on the Scottish open too. Even the Dubai, they did really good work. They do great work with the Scottish open. They throw the Scottish, the Scottish open will be on NBC on Sunday before the John Deere goes to CBS on Sunday. Perfect. Nice weekend of golf. They do a great job. It's almost like, yeah, the golf channel puts the Scottish ahead of the John Deere in terms of talking points and, and everything. Well, yeah, because they also broadcast it. Of course. It's a, mu- it's a much better field, yeah. for one thing, but they also own, they're the rights holders to the Scottish Open, Golf Channel, NBC. So, of course, you'd pump your own product. Yeah, and they're all there. They're, I mean, you could tell the B teams were everywhere because everyone's already overseas getting ready. 
Yeah. They'll fall, yeah, we'll fall. I, I think Nance is just off for a month. He's no, like, Nance the, the, guy, the, guy, the guy doesn't get a break ever. He does football, he does basketball, yeah, no. and he does golf. Like, there's no time. They're to well aware get. which which uh, tournaments he's not going to do. Is he doing this one? Is he doing John Deere? He might because it's such like a venue. Like He's probably got so many friends in Doesn't the area. Doesn't CBS have the FedEx Cup, though? I thought they did. No, no, no. I sure? remember NBC. I remember like that Rory putt was NBC. Oh, yeah, that's right. So... Final thing. Why do people dress like they're going golfing to watch golf? Define to what extent? Like golf shirt, branded hat, belt tucked into their like cargo shorts, golf cleats. Okay. You look, that, like, you look like a fucking moron. Cleats is certifiably insane. I've got no issue wearing a collar, a golf shirt and shorts. I would never be tucked in as a spectator. Uh, and I, I have no problem wearing a golf hat. I, well, I never tuck in my golf shirt when I play golf anyway. I, I I'm not unless, wearing cleats it, it, unless, to watch unless golf. I'm at a wedding or a funeral. You probably won't catch me with the shirt tucked in ever. But but the guy had the starter at one was just like, hey, when you're walking up, uh, when you're walking up 18 by the clubhouse, just tucking your shirt. Yeah, I, I respect like, that. I, like, private, I, I, I will definitely yeah. do that. That's fine. I am not tucking it in. No, this entire I've round. even pl- like sometimes I'll play a place. Listen, on like the first tee, like tuck your shirt. I will get you hit your ball, get out there, untuck it. No one will say anything. But I'll, like on the first tee, it's like right by the. You gotta have your shirt tucked in. I'm not going to argue with somebody. Um, so that's uh, like I was too. I, I was at the course walking around, just wearing t-shirt. Oh, sorry, the cleats. That 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 is criminal. That is criminal. That's insane. But like, what, what, what do you think is going to happen? Like, Luke List is going to pull a hammy, and you're going to go take his spot? I have no idea. In defense of like the golf shirt and shorts, I really only have two types of like. Attire? Attire. It is like Charger sideline apparel or like I could dress like I'm going golfing even when I'm not golfing. That's just sort of how I dress. Yeah, I can never imagine wearing a golf shirt. I mean, I, sometimes I wear one on the show when we're talking about yeah, golf. Yeah, oh yeah, you put it on before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not walking in I, wearing my golf shirt. No, like, like golf wear, shirts are for golfing. I'll wear the shirt the whole day. They're not, I, I just don't find that like they're a look. They're a, very, they're a very specific type of look, just not what I'm down with. I'm no, not. I get it. And sometimes it works and sometimes it's like an epic fail. And sometimes there's things that you see on the golf course. You might even say this shirt that is meant that just looks better on like a, like that's just meant to be worn by a professional golfer, Jeffrey. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to bring that up. I, no, just, go- I, I just thought it was really strange. Cleats is insane. Like, you got to get that grip. It, insane. Like I can't even there's no it makes no sense. It's the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest thing. I, I, yeah. It's weird. It's as weird to me as anything Tim does. Like Ooh, that weird. I found out this weekend that he boils his water before he makes ice cubes. This whole water thing. He's such a freaking elitist. He doesn't see that though. Tim, Tim only goes one of two ways. Very elite or bottom of the barrel, like trailer park trash. Like those are his two poles. There's nowhere in between for him. Imagine feeling the need for your health and safety to boil the water, but you're still going to microwave hot or eat raw. He'll eat raw hot dogs, but he won't drink water from the tap. And And he lives in a place that is in the 99th percentile for clean water (laughs) in the world. And he won't drink the tap water. He boils it to put it into the and brushes his teeth with bottled water. But but this guy will nuke Friday's frozen potato skins 
And like that is infinitely That's a delicacy worse. to him. That's infinitely worse for his insides than out of the tap. I couldn't imagine. I love tap water. I'm not I'm not picky with water. What do you think the best type of water is? I honestly think like if you can get like the one at the gym isn't very good because I find it's like lukewarm. But if you can find a good like fountain that spits out cold water, that's where you want to be drinking from. Cold fountain water. Okay. Like, you know, you go to different schools. Yeah, and yeah, like I get it. The to be different, but you yeah. find one and be like, this this is the spot. Yeah. That or when I wake up hungover at like 4 o'clock in the morning, I oh, just walk nice. into the bathroom, turn on the faucet, and put my head under yeah. and just start glugging until I almost choke. I feel infinitely better then, too. No, I, I'll... Then I'll, I still wake up with dry mouth anyway and I have to go do it again. Yeah. I'm not... Descri- even like people that like... There's even certain types of bottled water that people like swear off. I have... I'll drink any water. Yeah. Paul, what was the one that Tim swore off? The good ones. He hated Aquafina. No, he likes that. What's the one he hated? What's I don't know. He, he, he called no, himself he lo- yeah. a Dasani man. That's right. And Aquafina, which are the two Did, Coca-Cola what? and PepsiCo waters that are on the packaging filtered. Well, it came out that it was either Aquafina or, no, it was Dasani. It turned out Dasani wasn't filtered. Oh. It wasn't what they claimed it would be. And they like, got sued or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and that's Coca-Cola, I think. His precious Coca-Cola. They t- it's fucking water. They taste exactly the same. Unless it's like vitamin water or there's something in it to make it taste different, it tastes like water. Hate to tell you. You're not drinking like real glacier water here, pal. What does he make of like those water flavors? I, I guarantee you he's out. Although he was, he sent me a text the other day that there was like a Coke that he didn't oh, like yeah, he again. Sent it. Yeah, some he was mango. All, he was all triggered by it. He was like, he was very triggered by this water bar that's opening in Washington, D.C. It's like, you don't ever have to go there. And if it's, you know, a terrible idea, it's just going to go out of business. Don't worry about it. I've never heard somebody tell me they're a Dasani man. A Dasani man. He's also a raw <laughs> hot dog man. <laughs> I don't know. I mentioned that he will just die. Like, you know, he dies on the hill of Matthew Wolf, but that there's so many graves of his on that hill that like he's died for many things. Well, I think Perry pointed it out. He's now made the career of Matthew Wolf, Danny Willett, Keith Mitchell. Like it's, it's, he's developing a good list here of guys that he's really hate, helped make a lot of money. And with Willett, he helped all of us win a lot of money. The best. That'll do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. You can follow Jeff Feinberg at gfeinberg17. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, where my betting cheat sheet will be at the PME. Join the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Open. Link is in the description. Not on YouTube. There'll be a link to the Facebook page, which will point you to the link, which will be in the description for this video. If you want to get into a draw for 20 DK bucks, smash the like button for the episode. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section. And tell me, of all these young young guns below 24, which one ends up winning the most majors in their career? And then five-star review, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Subscribe to the audio podcast. Download the audio podcast. Leave that review. DraftKings handle something nice about the show. And boom, you're in the draw. We got tons of British Open content coming Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Friday again with the live cut sweat show. We'll have the live chat back for next Wednesday as well. We got more fantasy football content. We got the UFC content and Jeff Ulrich tomorrow to break down the DraftKings side of things for the John Deere Classics. That'll do it. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.